Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Cave. Welcome to the Wildland Podcast. Preview parlays, all that good stuff on a Saturday, just before Sunday. Big games coming up. A lot of news. I'm bringing to my co-host, Lucas Reyes. How you doing? And what's the news? <laughs> well, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Um, but we got a lot of news, like you said. Uh, a lot of head coaching news around the league, and I guess we'll just react to it and talk about it. First one that we could talk about is um, Arthur Smith heading over to Atlanta. And this one, I'm not sure how I feel about it because Atlanta, I, I don't know what direction they're trying to take it. I, I feel like they're kind of in some ways tanking, but um, they obviously feel that Arthur Smith is the type of guy to help Matt Ryan out in this offense um, be a little bit more consistent. There were some times where they were putting up hella points and the other times where they weren't. and Maybe that's what they want to do. Arthur Smith over over there um, had success in Tennessee, and uh, you know he's coming up with another loaded offense. So I'm excited to see what this guy could do. But I think he was one of the lower candidate, like lower tier candidates uh, in this round of hires. To be honest, yeah, um, kind of the the I remember he's kind of mentioned in the Chargers. Well, rumored to be um, linked with the Chargers, as you know, the Chargers got their head coach. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But, um, yeah, he did great in Tennessee. He was the OC, right, if I'm not mistaken? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, they added four more coaches. Uh, I don't I don't even know any of these guys. But um, I, I hope he brings something, a spark, to, to this team. Um, definitely get the Colts. He definitely needs to uh, change the culture of choking. And uh, Matt Ryan, you got some great offensive players there. What they're going to do with Todd Gurley is a big, big question mark. He has to – Probably one of the things he first has to tackle there in Atlanta. Defense, though, like we said, as of late, been hitting hard. So um, see how they do in the draft and everything. They might go offensive heavy coming from his where he's coming from in Tennessee. But um, I I wish Raheem uh, Morris got the job because I really liked it there. Yeah. I like Raheem Morris, too. I thought he, he kind of turned things around. Um, Atlanta always seems to play better at the end of the season, but he really had them playing at a um, very competitive level against some really good team. He's going to get elevated to head coach, and he landed somewhere else. We'll get to that in a second. But as far as Arthur Smith, uh, like you said, he he's coming – uh, from a team that had a loaded roster on the offensive side again, another loaded roster on the offensive side again in Atlanta. And I'm just wondering what he's going to do defensively because this is a team that, you know, they were playing well under uh, Raheem Morris, but I just wonder what his philosophy is going to bring there because um, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to, re- you know, repeat that same level of play without Raheem Morris. And speaking of Morris, he lands at the Rams in Los, Los Angeles as a defensive coordinator and this is a huge pickup for the Rams, I think, because, you know, Raheem Morris, we just talked about how he had this team playing well when he took over, um, especially late in the season. Uh, this is a smart guy. And I think that the way that the Rams lost Brandon Staley to the Chargers, which I guess we'll transition to that in a second as well. It's the LA, LA segment, I guess. But Raheem Morris is going to fill in some big shoes, and I think that he can. Yeah. Um, people forget he was a head coach for the Buccaneers in 2009, 2011. I, I I totally forgot. I was like, no wonder why his face looks so familiar. And as you, as uh, you said, intern coach for the Falcons in 2020. Really like this guy. This is a big, big pickup. And your best player on deep, one of your best players on defense, Saint Jalen Ramsey, is reported is thrilled with this hiring. And if I was a Ram fans, I would be too. Rob Rob Sala was probably the top defensive minded candidate um, in the search for on everybody, everyone's on everyone's watch. But I think Raheem Morris was probably a, a close second. Um, third, maybe even the first choice for a lot of, of teams. Um, glad he got to a good, good team that already has a good defense. So look what he did with the 
Falcons defense. I'm really excited to see what he does with this Rams defense. But um, yeah, I mean, oh, well, sorry. I'll talk about that when we talk about Staley. But go on. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say that uh, I was kind of surprised that he didn't get any head coaching yeah. offers, especially with some some guys arriving late to the game, like the Eagles. And also there are some head-scratching uh, hires that we'll get to in a second. But I guess we'll talk about Brandon Staley now since we're on the topic of L.A. And it's very relevant with um, what he's doing because he's putting together, I think, an elite an elite uh, coaching staff. He just seems to be you know, pickpocketing other positions coaches from around the league. And I'm, I'm really excited for him. As we, as you guys know, we're Charger fans. And I think that he's a perfect fit. I mean, he, he got a lot of the players – excited immediately um i think keenan allen was tweeting by no derwin james kenneth murray a lot of the guys on the defensive side of the ball for good reason are very excited and i think he's going to bring a lot of um versatility to this team and and uh elevate them to the next level and uh now the chargers are also looking to interview joe lombardi for their offensive coordinator position uh from new orleans and so i'm i mean i'm as first reaction as a fan i'm satisfied and as you know, someone who's trying to analyze this objectively, I think that this is a great hire. And I think that the these are really good steps the Chargers are making to really just get over the hump. They've been like the same team for the past decade plus um, as far as how people view them. And I think people are starting to see that this that's kind of changing the feel around them. Uh, they keep making yeah, the right um, moves. His press conference, I, I keep on forgetting the quote, but he's like, uh, competition comes second, building relationships come first. Some, some along those lines. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like, that spoke, mm-hmm. that spoke. That spoke miles to me. I was like, damn. Like, he wants to – I think chemistry is very important. You got a whole offseason. And, of course, you know, performing on the field is always important, you know. But I I, I like where he's coming from in that sense. And um, we uh, the Chargers also hired the tight end coach for the from the Raiders. And you see what he did with uh, Waller. So, I'm real excited for Hunter Henry and uh, offensive, a new offensive lineman coach, I believe, like you, you mentioned. I think he came uh, as an offensive line coach also from the Bears, too. I mean, he's putting a bunch of, you know, it's like yeah, the dream Staley, team. He, he was part of the defensive minds of Nick Vangio in Denver and in Chicago with Khalil Mack. So he worked with some elite players um, defensively. So it's going to be real fun to see what he does defensively. And it's so I'm so happy to see a defensive-minded um, coach because we don't have a D.C. right now, right? I'm not, I don't think we um, got a D.C. or O.C. I mean, there's not too much around that. I think the Chargers did hire a DC. Yeah, I looked that up, Let me but there that. is, um, there's like speculation that, that Staley is going to try to bring, uh, John Johnson, the third from the Rams and Troy Hill, um, cornerback from the Rams. They're free agents this year. And I think those guys will fit in perfect. This is more of a, I don't want to make it a Charger podcast, but John Johnson, the third, he, I, I think he'll compliment. Well, I, I don't think Jenkins, uh, Adderley, Adderley is there yet. And we need someone to really pair up next to Jaron James. And I think John Johnson the third will be perfect, or even Troy Hill to get some depth in that cornerback. Um, but I think the Chargers are going to dra- definitely draft safety within the first two rounds. Now I'm thinking of it. I don't think like the strong safety is not there yet. I mean, we got Jaron James, but we need we need some definitely some extra help. And with the Rob Staley, his defensive mindset, I think he will. So I'm as a Charger fan, as you probably expect, I am very excited to see this defense because defense is already good on paper. So, and then we're getting a lot of players back from next year. Um, a lot of people have, a lot of these players have grown and I know we're going to draft heavy defense and the draft. Um, we're going to draft heavy in the defense. So I'm excited. Uh, great hire. Probably 
everyone's second choice. Everyone wanted a Bills offensive coordinator, but he is staying there. Good choice for him. He got a, something good going on with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs in the middle of a playoff run. Good for him. But for the Chargers, it was a good move, and I like it a lot. Yeah, um, they don't have a DC yet, but they, he's looking at um, some DB coaches to go fill that position. Uh, Colts DB coach John Gannon oh, yeah. and also uh, Ronaldo Hill from the Broncos, another DB coach. So moving on to some more uh, hires around the league. How about this one? Nick Sirianni goes to the Eagles. Now, this is kind of a um, a weird one, I think. I think that speak especially because uh, he wasn't even tossed around his names for is. other teams or really anyone. Um, yeah, he was the coach, uh, part of the Eagles coaching staff uh, when they won the Super Bowl. And I think he followed Frank Reich over there um, to Indianapolis, now coming back to um, Philadelphia, obviously trying to recapture some of that Super Bowl magic. And, uh, you know, this is an interesting one because the Eagles, I think, kind of surprised a lot of people when they uh, fired Doug Peterson. But if you were really paying close attention to how the Eagles season ended and especially that last game, I think that one really, set, um, you know, put people over the edge. And maybe it was only Doug Peterson alone that made that decision and not really a whole organizational decision to sit Jalen Hurts. And... Um, I think everything just snowballed into the firing, and now they bring Sirianni, who uh, I'm not too sure who this person is. Like, I'm not sure if he could turn around, and does he have it in him to to steer the ship for the Eagles, yeah, man? big surprise hire here, offensive coordinator for the Colts. Um, their, their offense kind of um, had a late start, but a very efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have gone further. Um, I really wish it did, because Philip Rivers did retire. I did cry. Um, but I mean, if you look at these coaches and I think it looks like they're getting younger and younger, I know he's 39 years old, but I mean, I don't know if they're going for like the best looking kind of coach. Maybe that'll give you success. That has not proven yet, but, um, it's a young man's <laughs> game here. And, uh, well, some older coach like Brian, what I, uh, Rob Ryan, did I say Ryan or Rex or Rob, Rob, oh, Ryan Rob is Ryan. Raven's defensive assistant. And I haven't seen him. When's the last time we've seen him? He was a what? Bills? Man, him and his brother, they're just rotating throughout the whole league. I don't remember. I don't really remember. <laughs> but um, segue from this, Matt Patricia is back with the Patriots. How do you feel about that? That's funny. Man, I don't know. One year. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, was it oh, one year? I think yeah, maybe I think it was, it was a couple years sorry, with I'm the sorry. Lions. It, it yeah. Like one year. But one, st- one stunt with, uh, you know, leaving the tree and then coming back. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think that Bill Belichick um, probably welcoming him, especially with the state of the Patriots right now with being what it is and um, not really, you know, having the identity at quarterback. And maybe he just needs a little bit more help among the coaching staff to just implement what he wants. But, I mean, Matt Patricia, man, that's kind of funny that he runs back. And I think also Josh McDaniels is being interviewed around the league again. Um, but here's some – we talked about some good coaching hires. Let's talk about some bad ones. So how about – Oh, what about Let's Rob go Sala? to the Lions. Oh, we'll talk about Rob Sala first. Yeah, um, Rob Sala gets hired by the Jets. I think we did talk about it a couple weeks ago, but I like this one. And it's an instant turnaround for the Jets. And now it has a snowball effect of its own, a good one, because Deshaun Watson, uh, his top landing spots are the, are the uh, Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. And the Jets is kind of a weird one, but you think about their cap, cap space, and then he literally said himself, he's quoted, uh, I'm, I want to be there because of Rob Sala. So that's that just shows you the power of a great coaching hire and hiring the right person because the Jets now just seem like if they could land Deshaun Watson, uh, 
they could turn around a lot of things very and quickly. It's crazy, and it makes sense. The Jets mm-hmm. got uh, draft picks. They got draft picks. Slow that off to Texans. You get at least one or two, maybe even three in a second, uh, three first-rounders and maybe a you know a couple here and there. Texans could rebuild, trade J.J. Watt for another one to just own the first two rounds of the draft and really turn around this team. But it's the Texans. It's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen because they're interviewing Josh McClown. Josh McClown, yeah. You got McClown on purpose. Huh? <laughs> but oh, you no, know yeah, what? They, it makes yeah, the Texans – You call... very, That was very purposely. Because <laughs> it was not a slip because you know what? It's going to be such a weird situation because also he'll be like the first coach that is on the payroll. I think he has like guaranteed money. Um as a Texans player for next year also. So this just seems so weird. The Texans are so bad. Um, I thought the Lions were bad, but the fucking Texans are just yeah, bad. Yeah. I, I, that's all we have to say about that. And talk about the Lions. They're having a competition for uh, <laughs> having a terrible hire too. Because I don't know if you've seen Dan oh, Campbell's man, press conference. Shit, uh, I don't know if I was motivated or scared. I, I couldn't figure it was a very I, thin I, line between <laughs> those two. That That – speech came like straight out of like the 1980s because like that that would probably hire up like a bunch or fire up a bunch of like meatheads and that's how some people describe dan campbell too as he a played meathead for the lions I because think. that yeah he's a player well that that just didn't inspire me at all i felt like you know i tweeted afterwards like i think the lions are now regretting hiring tweet, this yeah. guy because <laughs> thanks for liking oh, yeah. it by the Sports way guy David, like I, I hand those out don't look through my likes though I get a little wild. That's why I made my burner account. But, but, uh, but uh, you know, I, I think that that was just the wrong hire. I don't know what direction. It didn't give me any substance at all as to what he wants to do as a head coach. It just seemed like he was – he didn't know what he was going to talk about up there and just started rambling. I don't know. It was very unimpressive and turned me off to the Lions. And I was just like, damn, this is a ter- terrible hire, especially going to – like it's hard to get away from politics, but it's very hard to imagine – uh, that Eric Bieniemy is not getting hired. Oh, yeah, you know, they, I, I can't believe dialogue. that the Lions hired hired this guy Campbell over Bieniemy. Now, especially after I seen that uh, press conference, and also um, the Texans seemed like a great spot for Bieniemy. But now with Deshaun Watson leaving, I'm not sure if Bieniemy would even want to go there. And so it, it's just uh, it's, it's a head scratcher right now. This whole situation. What do you think about it? Because I, I really okay, don't know. So I'm not. Okay, because I heard Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith is very vocal about this. Love him, but I just don't know both sides, so I cannot determine how I feel about this. If they're purposely discriminating him into the league, then yeah. But I don't know even if Biennemi wants to leave. I don't know if there's reports of him wanting to leave, or uh, I'm not hearing anything. Maybe I'm not doing my research enough, but I, don't, I haven't like seen teams even offer him a interview so i i don't know if it's eric b enemy or the other or the other side so really i mean if you look at it i'm trying to look at it subjectively and i'm just like okay but yeah that's kind of you know now i'm thinking about it you're right now a lot of uh you know that you know, i'm trying to put this in the right way so i don't get canceled here um <laughs> that minority gets hired like i i mm-hmm. i i kind of see it now but i'm just like well raheem morris got a job i mean i think it's just how it looks and it all all depends on your political views and that's a whole shit show i don't even want to unfold but like if you have certain views of certain things you're gonna see it as in like oh he's not getting a job because he's black you know but people might not see it that way i'm seeing it 
I have no political views at all. Like when, when policies are happening, I just eat popcorn and watch people yell at each other. But I don't have no political politic views at all. So when I look at this situation like this, I'm like, well, is anyone even offering him job, or is even ever anyone offering him interview? Does he want to leave the Kansas City Chiefs? Look at them right now. If I was Eric Bieniemy, I wouldn't want to leave. I mean, they they got Chad Henney. That's Patrick Mahomes the second. That's Patrick Mahomes Jr. right there. They don't need. I mean, they're set. Like I wouldn't even want to leave the 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 Chiefs. To be honest, would you want to leave? No. I, I already know what you're going to say. No. I wouldn't want to leave if I was him. So I I think I just need to know every single detail to have an opinion. I'm not saying Eric, Stephen A. Smith is jumping to conclusions. Everyone is, you know, they can have their own opinion. I don't care. But I just need to know everything. But like. Normally, I just look at this like, oh, no one wants him. That's cool. I, I kind of look past color when it comes to players and coaches and stuff like that. I really I see past that. I don't really think that's why. I, I just wouldn't mm. fucking leave. It's the Kansas City Chiefs, dude. I would not leave them. I mean, they they, they, are, they have a chance to go to Super Bowl for Patrick Mahomes. What? He's going to be in the league for 15 more years. You got a chance every time with that guy, to be honest. So, if I was him, I wouldn't leave. I think he definitely deserves a job. A lot of teams need coaches because social media is just fucking – social media has a big impact nowadays and everyone's flipping. Everyone's got new coaches and shit. Next year, the Lions might have a new head coach. I mean, but uh, – I mean, I, I don't see it like that, but um, I definitely think he deserves a spot. That would be tight. I mean, he look what he does with that offense. He always has something up his trick. So, or he has a trick up his sleeve, sorry. So, um, I think I would have to know everything. But to continue with the Dan Campbell, I'm looking – I pulled up his resume here. As a player, as a tight end, he played for the Giants, Cowboys, Lions, and the Saints. Um, ended his playing career in 2009. And then he started his coaching career in 2010 as an intern uh, coaching for the Miami Dolphins. And then he was the tight ends coach for the Miami Dolphins from 2011 to 2015. And then, again, the intern head coach for the Miami Dolphins in 2015. And then he went to New Orleans 2016 to 2020. Um 2020 as assistant to the head coach and tight ends coach. And then now he's the Detroit lions head coach. So I just question, I just question what they're looking for. Like what was their criteria? I, Cause I don't know. I, I mean, this guy obviously has an extensive experience, but I, I, this press conference did not inspire me. Like I just, you know, you could, you could fire up certain people and players I like that they're going um, for. by talking like that. But, but uh, you know, is that is that really what you want? I mean, the Lions don't really have a hard hitting defense, and that's like a kind of defensive type of deal. Where if you want to like fire up people, um, you got to come up with you know find that motivation. I don't know, but what the fuck? This 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 hire is just so weird. I think the enemy was way more qualified, in my opinion. His stats. We'll see. We'll find out. His stats are weird. In college, this is Wikipedia, so it's one hundred percent real. <laughs> he he played as a tight end. As a junior, he posted 12 receptions, 143 yards, and two touchdowns. As a senior, he started two games at the B-slot flanker, one game at the split end, and two contested at flanker. He recorded seven receptions. He has CTE. It's clear. <laughs> I, um, I, I, like I said, I don't know if I was fired up or I was scared. I think the Lions are just looking for something new. Also, breaking news, this just came in two minutes ago. I didn't want to interrupt myself. But uh, the Lions and Matthew Stafford agreed to part ways. Uh, mutual parting, lines are starting over. Matthew Stafford, you know, it, I just feel bad for him. I mean, he had Megatron. It, I mean, they had so much good teams looking back on those years. But they also had worse teams like the 0-16 Lions, you know. But 
Matthew Stafford, I just want to know a quick question. Where's the best spot for him? Well, you know, the Lions are already connected to uh, the 49ers and trying to get that situated. So, And wait, we said wait, this wait, a couple wait, weeks wait, ago. Jimmy G? The Niners. Oh, I have no idea what if it's going to be a trade. Oh, with um, Matthew Stafford to the Niners? Yes. Yes, that's what was they that said. Was that what you told me before um, the podcast or you said text? You, mm-hmm. you told me that before the podcast. No. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, you know what? I think that'd be a great oh, hire shit. because Matthew Stafford still got it. He still it got it, dude. He still got it. He still got it. And I don't think he's going to decline after just one little oh, no. season, um, one little off season. And the Niners are being held back. You know, this is a team that's being held back by their quarterback play. And if they just get a competent quarterback, and I think Matthew Stafford is beyond competent. I actually think he has some elite top traits. Top 10. I think um, top, it's hard to – top yeah. 10. Oh, that's pushing it. Maybe top 10. It's 50. hard to argue against yeah. it. But it's hard to against, argue against it just for how long he's been doing it and without as much of, of a roster as other people. And I think that it turn around a lot of things and steer the ship right back on track for the Niners and maybe even put them in contention because this is a team – you know, they're going to they're gonna have to figure things out without Robert Sala, but this will help alleviate that pain if they get a guy like Stafford. It would be fun to see Stafford in a situation where he's happy because I haven't seen that dude smile yes, once yeah. in Detroit. One, because it's Detroit. Who the hell wants to be there? I've seen fucking <laughs> documentaries on Detroit, and I thought San Bernardino was bad, but goddamn, Detroit is bad. I have, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Eminem. I might get canceled for this. I'm not the biggest fan of Eminem, only when he's cracked out and I get canceled for saying that. I like cracked out Eminem better than sober Eminem. But I grew more. I have Damn. more respect for Eminem now. Now that I knew he grew up in Detroit, I knew that before. But now that I seen Detroit, I'm like, "Damn!" Cracked out Eminem was the shit. I don't like sober Eminem. After recovery, he fell off, and I get toasted for that. And I'll die on that hill. After recovery, is not. Uh... Give me, give right, me some well... Doctor Dre <laughs> and some Eminem doing some weird shit in a costume. Anyways. Uh, Matthew Stafford and the 49ers, yeah. Uh, Bathard is not the answer. Uh, Mullins isn't the answer. And Jimmy G's not the answer. He got that big old contract, though. So who's going to want that contract? Who's going to want Jimmy G? Can't even stay healthy when he does help. When he is healthy, he can't even play that great. So, um, damn, I don't I don't know what is going to happen to Jimmy G. A trade? No, they would want to do a trade, would they? For Jimmy G mm-hmm. and Matthew Stafford? And Jimmy G is, what, a little younger, maybe? Yeah, but, and, you know, maybe they'll also send a draft pick or an incentive over there. You know, the, the Niners still could pay, you know, work out things on the contract to pay part or or a lot of the salary to, still him, huh? to help. Damn. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Uh, very interesting. And then lastly, we're staying with the Lions. Anthony Lynn's headed yeah. over there to become the offensive coordinator. So Dan Campbell, a chaotic man, and Anthony Lynn, a very calm man, I don't I, yeah, I, two worlds collide. I read that this morning. I told you before this podcast, and I was just like, "This Dan Campbell guy is just like off the wall." I like his. I like the energy. <laughs> it's kind. Of, I feel like it's kind of in the wrong place of what he said, but I like the energy. I like that enthusiasm. The enthusiasm and the how you know abstract he was. Some saying some weird ass shit about kneecap. Well, he was saying that. He, yeah, I'm he's like, wearing knee pads around that guy. <laughs> And he's like, you buy a chunk off your ear. I don't know what he said. I'm just going to wear like a full body armor kit around that dude, like a juggernaut, like a diffusing a bomb yeah. when I'm around that guy. The, 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 he's a good, I think he's, a, he has good intentions. I mean, he sounded a little off, but I think his intentions are in a good place. Anthony Lindo at OC. I mean, it's when it, you're going to see when it comes down to the clock, Matthew Stafford's not going to be there. He's one of the greatest time management quarterbacks. Now you got Anthony Lynn. 
Oh man, uh, for the Lions, I don't know. I thought the tech, like I said, Texas and Lions. Someone said he's gonna give uh, Adrian Peterson like thirty carries a game. <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god, AP is there? Oh, I forgot about that. And Galladay's a free agent. This coming up year, someone's gonna pay him big. I don't think the Lions are. We'll see, I'm man. This is that. gonna be God a completely damn, different uh, Lions team. Alrighty, now moving on to championship weekend, man. Yeah, let's get to the AFC games. NFC Championship. Um, where do you want to start with first? With Tampa Bay and Green yeah, Bay. I, I I'm more excited for the other game, so let's get this one. That, this one is the early game at twelve five. I'm, tr- I'm not Pacific time. Drunk at twelve o'clock. I'm barely getting hungover. I'm barely getting over my hungover right now. My hangover. But uh, yeah, oh, twelve o'clock. Okay, I'll do it. I guess. Hey, I tried those. I know this is. We can keep this in the podcast. You know those Trulies. Yes, the yeah, gold the, ones, the ones the I posted. SPGs. Oh my yeah. god, dude! I tried that this the other day They're too. They're fucking bad. They're bad. I'm, I'm those. I'm, I'm. They're pretty good. Whew. They get you going. They get you going and get it done quick. It smells like it tastes like Arizona. And I was a fucking freshman in the back of the classroom just chugging those fuckers down. That's probably why I'm dyslexic. Man, those fucking those Arizonas are the <laughs> shit. Just wanted to say that I'm gonna be drinking those tomorrow. Oh man, I tried to save a pack for that for tomorrow, but I drank them. I was too, like, I drank them. I couldn't help it. But um, Tampa Bay, Green Bay Packers. I think Antonio Brown is out. I'm reading all the like the breaking news. Yes, Antonio is. Brown is out. Um, you know it's so weird because I'm kind of. But they activated Vita Vea. They lose Antonio Brown. They get Vita Vea on defense. That's good. Um, this is the one defensive team the pack uh, the Buccaneers are that stopped the Packers. That was a long time ago, but it was and it was in Tampa Bay. Now we're over here in Green Bay. Weather looking like 29 degrees and not that bad. I mean, for Lambeau. What, what's um, the weather? I don't think it's going to be snowing. 29 degrees. I think it's a little bit of snow. Let me, let me check no, this out real over quick. Here. It better be snowing in Lambeau. Freezing my balls off over yeah. here. Um, according to the – I don't even know how to read this. The weather weather, weather radar. God damn. I mean, yeah, imagine me trying to say it. Was it weather what? <laughs> weather radar. Uh, weather, Jesus, fucking weather radar. Yeah. Try to say that three times. Um. Right. Yeah, it doesn't look that bad for tomorrow. 20 degrees. Um, Tom Brady's might, that. I think it has a chance of raining. But, you know, the, the Packers now, do we doubt Aaron nope. Rodgers no, and no, Aaron no, Jones? No, no, Devontae no, Adams. No, no, I mean, no, no. no. This, is a, this is a Buccaneers team uh, that kind of struggled against Washington in round one. Uh, so I think that I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to put it together. Can the Bucks keep up? I think that's the question. I think can the Bucks keep up because they, they lose Antonio Brown, who's kind of been the big part of their offense yeah. recently. <laughs> um, you got to get Gronk and Mike Evans involved early. And uh, Tom Brady and these guys, I mean, finally we see Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers go get, go at it in the playoffs. I think that's, that's going to be super exciting to see and what I'm looking forward to. Every time I try to break down a game, I always try to look at the rankings. I know numbers, you know, sometimes don't add up. It really comes down to, like, situations and shit like that. But the Buccaneers are 7th in offense compared to Packers 5th. 6th on defense compared to Packers ninth, which that I think that's being generous. I don't think they're that great. Um, but they are – they uh, I just don't think they're that great. But on paper, they are. Passing, the pack, the, the Bucks are 2nd to the, the Packers ninth, which that, that, that number is ninth because you got Aaron, Aaron Jones – Rushing 28th. The Buccaneers are 28th in rushing compared to 8th to the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers are probably the most well-rounded team 
They have depth everywhere, especially at wide receiver. You thought Aaron Rodgers needed a wide receiver. He'll make anyone someone. You remember, who, you, no one knew who Lazard was. No one knew who MVS was. Um, so I'm not too mad that the Green Bay Packers didn't draft a, a wide receiver. I am mad they did draft a quarterback first round, but they should have drafted a wide receiver. But, I mean, um, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers hasn't thrown to a first round um, pick wide receiver until like a couple like a couple months ago it was uh, Trayvon Austin. That's the crazy ass stat. Trayvon's on that team. I didn't even yeah, realize. they picked him up. Um, it's so crazy. He could I think the key here for this game though is Green Bay's pass rush. I mean, if they could get to Tom Brady and just get a few more possessions out of by three and out, or maybe even an interception, um, that's the key to this game because I think that they could run away with this, um, especially at home. I think Tampa Bay, they, they've been playing really good football, and yes. they, they could keep it close, but I just I just think that MVP is here to play. But, uh, God, it's so crazy because the GOAT, Tom Brady, is playing at a great level too, and he's figured things out. I haven't seen the inconsistencies there. I mean, he's been throwing the ball yeah, he's great, been, he's I been feel doing like, it. especially down the field. He's been doing his damn so, thing. So it's so hard to choose this game, honestly. I don't know if I if – I, if I could say the Bucks going to do it, to be honest. I think the Packers are a lot more healthy. And I think I'm going to lean towards them. I think I'm, I'm ready to call that. Um, just I like I like this matchup. Bucks got to get the run game going. They got to get get it going quick and fast to um, level out that defense and, and loosen them up a little bit because Tom Brady is going to be slinging it. Two guys you got to look out for for this Bucks defense that were on every single play. These guys, I, I've been loving these guys since they first came in the league. I'm talking uh, Murphy Bunting. Two-year um, cornerback out of mm. uh, where is he from? Central Michigan, and Devin White from LSU. Two-year. These guys got drafted together. Um, Jesus Christ, man! These guys are everywhere, everywhere. I mean, that Bunting kid had interceptions. He's on. He's he's like uh, he reminds me of Pat Bev. Like he's just in there in his face, <laughs> causing havoc. And then Devin White, that dude, um, inside linebacker, just next to um, what's his name? Uh, Lim, uh, David. What's his first name? The linebacker, uh, Levante. Levante David. Mm. Sorry, kind of, mm-hmm. I'm dyslexic. Levante David and Devin White. Man, that's like probably one of the best linebacking duos. Um, probably underrated because they. I think they both split the Pro Bowl. And that corner, it, they're gonna try to um, uh, rough up uh, Aaron Rodgers, but I don't think anything's stopping Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones and all those guys on offense. Even with their starting right tackle out and Benatari, uh, I'm 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 ready to call it too. When you are, who, who are you thinking? Yeah, so I'm gonna go with Green Bay here. I mean, the Bucks they struggle they kind of struggled a little bit in the wild card, and then they gave up 20 to you know, a Drew Brees led Saints. Who Drew Brees is already halfway out the door. So I think that you know the Green Bay is gonna be their toughest opponent they faced for sure, um, especially offensively. And I think that they're gonna just not be able to keep up. I mean, these are the top two scoring teams, though. One and two. Green Bay is number one. Tampa Bay is second. You want, to, you want to hear how much they get? Green Bay, 31.8 um, points per game. Obviously, these averages. And 30.7 for oh, the Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm taking so, the over on this one. Take the over on this one for sure. Um, we'll get to the parlays in a second. But I'll say Green Bay, ooh, 37-35. I think it's going to go high scoring. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going with the over. Um, I don't even care what the over is. It's probably going to be a high over because based on these averages and the al- algorithm of how all the betting works, um, I think it'll be close. 
Um, I do see a little bit of inconsistencies with the team overall, not so much Tom Brady. They were kind of like up and down for a little bit. Um, but I'm going to take Green Bay in this one. Damn, you have a really good score. I kind of want to take it. I'm going to say 38 to 34. And I'm going to take Green Bay <laughs> in this one. So just a number up and a number down from yours. All righty. Now the AFC Championship yes. game. So we got the Kansas City Chiefs over here <laughs> trying to make it back to the Super Bowl. And we got a really hot team right here. They're on fire. The Buffalo Bills, 13-3 and versus 14-2. and This is a tough one to call because the Bills, I think that they're – they look like the Chiefs of like last year and of two and the past two years. I think that they've been more consistent on offense. I think they've been way more explosive. Josh Allen's playing an incredible level, um, making all the right plays, no mistakes. Um, you got Stephon Diggs over here balling out, and he's just feeding the ball around to a lot of these, a lot of these key guys. But the Chiefs are the Chiefs, always finding ways to win. Only lost twice this year. Um, close game. It don't matter. Last week, excuse me, they fended off a tough. Cleveland Browns team and uh, now they have their hands full 340 game um, the weather looks to be 41 degrees with some chance of rain though so um, it looks it, it gave me the raining symbol right there so <laughs> a little bit concerned about that but I think that this game could definitely see some fireworks as well what do you think I'm loving this game it's the number one offense against the number two offense uh, Kansas City being number one they're 16th in rushing uh, Buffalo is 20th in rushing um, that's the only thing that concerns me about the Buffalo Bills. I, I mean, they need a legit runner back, a, a, a real runner back RB1. They have an RB1, RB2 rotating, which is great. But um, I think to be an elite team, you need that one guy, that big McCaffrey or Shaquan Barkley or Zeke guy. You know, you need that one guy. I think one of the guys will step up this week. Uh, Casey, as you know, Mahomes got cleared. Um with the concussion, he he passed all the protocols, so he is cleared. It wasn't a concussion. It was okay. Well, I think it was a concussion, but he had like a pinched nerve in his neck. Um, but they're good to go. But even if they don't got Mahomes, you got Chad Hennessy. Anything's <laughs> possible. I mean, that was trending. Henny anything's possible. Like that dude just reemerged as a like he's back. Like he hasn't started a game in like what 2014, 2015 with the Dolphins or Jaguars. I don't remember. I mean, half these people rooting for the, the damn Chiefs don't even know. Um, they weren't even watching football when Chan Henney was even in the league. I mean, uh, I'm excited to see this one. Josh Allen got the best receiver in the game. Second best receiver in the game, sorry. Uh, statistically, he, he's number one, though. But Devontae Adams, I'll put number one. And I'm right now, Stephon Diggs, is, he's becoming my fan favorite. Him and, that, and Josh Allen got this bromance going. They were playing video games um, in the offseason. <laughs> He's not a distract, distraction on the field. This dude is the real deal, and the defense of the Bills is great, too. So this it's so hard to call this game. I don't even know the spread on it. What's the spread? A three? You said 3.5? Three and a half. Three and a yeah. half. And also, the Bills, I mean, the Bills are just making it hard for anyone to hate on them, especially their fans, oh, the way they just can't keep, hate on keep donating. They just, they're, they're, they're becoming an empire right before our eyes, and honestly, yeah. they could be just... They could really just take over the world at this point. They keep they they beat you and then they donate to your charities and like that is so hard to hate. I mean, goddamn, the Bills Mafia the and then the, they just break tables, man. They just love breaking tables and in mm-hmm. uh, Buffalo they sell folding tables next to um all the Buffalo Bill gear like, gear. They have folding tables there. I mean, I need to start making sports guy David tables and I'll sell them to all the Buffalo Bill fans. I want to go to <laughs> Buffalo game before I. That's on my bucket list to go to Buffalo 
um, when it's not cold, because I don't like the cold. Um, I can barely stand what it's 50 degrees right now, and I can't feel my feet. Um, I hate 60 <laughs> degree weather. I'm a California boy. 60 degree weather is shit to me. So I definitely got to go like in one of those preseason games or those really early games because uh, I'm not going to be able to make it. But I want to I want to f- drink with those guys. Those guys seem crazy. I want them to slam dunk me, double drop kick me on a goddamn folding table. That'll be tight. Um, but it's, you can't hate them. I mean, they donated a, a part of a hospital to Josh Allen's late grandma. Like, how can you hate these dudes? I mean, they're so humble on Twitter, Instagram. I mean, they, I, I would probably vote them the best fan base over the Chargers. I, I'll vote them best fan base of the for year. Sure. For sure. Love and them. They, they earned it. And now, man. This well, is the hard part. This is the hard part right here, calling it. I mean, because do you I want trust Buffalo to win? I, I, I want Buffalo to win as well, just to switch things up over here. Um. But do I do I trust them? Because I it comes down to what I think about whenever I I got close games. I always think about the coaching staff. Well, I think they're pretty even. They got Brian Dable and Sean McDermott over there in Buffalo, and their defense has been stepping up lately. And obviously Andy Reid and Bieniemy. Then I think about the quarterbacks. Well, that's pretty pretty much even. I think right now, especially how Josh Allen's playing. And then so what else do you look for? Um, I would say maybe Buffalo's defense is playing a little bit better than Kansas City's defense recently. Um, I think I want to lean towards Buffalo taking this one, to be honest. I said that they've been the Kansas City Chiefs of this year. I mean, they're their own identity for sure, but as far as their explosiveness and how they've been able to score, I think I'm going to take Buffalo in this game. And so if I say that, it has to be high scoring because obviously Kansas City is going to match it, right? I mean, I've been thinking there's going to be some overs in these past few games and Tennessee and, and Baltimore and stuff like that. Well, Baltimore was a tough defense, kept things low scoring. Um, I think this is the opposite. I don't think that they these two teams have any top fifteen defense in them. Um, they're they're very much even, but I think Buffalo's just gonna take squeeze ahead. I, I really do. Um, I don't know how. It's a terrible prediction. It's probably just Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. So I'll say uh, thirty to twenty seven. Bills. Thirty to twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah. The over right now is fifty four. That's pretty high. Fifty four point five, and that one barely. Fairly passage. I think that I'll definitely take the over on this one. Um, I don't think I even told. I don't, I don't think I've been down in KC every single week. Oh man, I I, I watch football in the KC house. I mean, goddamn, they tomahawk me every single goddamn time something happens. Uh, shout out to my boy Ben and his dad. Oh my god, big KC fans. Like he was wearing a Derek, what's his name? Derek Brooks, not Derek Brooks. Uh, the fuck is that linebacker? They're the Chiefs' longtime linebacker. What the hell's his name? Is it Derek Brooks? Yeah. What linebacker I'm thinking of? Is it Derek Brooks? Fifty five. I think so. That's. A, I think that's an old fuck. The Bucks. The old Bucks linebacker. No Chiefs. I'm gonna let's look that? up. The oh my god! It's gonna. I'm gonna look it up now. It's gonna bug me. Old one. He's number fifty five. He always wears his jersey. He's like a legit Chiefs fan. Number fifty five. What the fuck is it? Derek? Is it um? He played – I remember he played against us all the time. Okay, it's not Frank Clark because that's that's his number now. Who am I thinking of? Derek Thomas. I'm, Derek Thomas? Derek Thomas. Yeah, he's a Derek Thomas jersey. Um, That was not worth the time for looking that up. Uh, But, uh, yeah, Casey, I've been doubting them, and I was a dog pound fan last week. I'm going to be a Buffalo Bills fan. I could see definitely Casey taking this. Obviously, they're the favorites in this one. But I think it was going to be a good game defensive at the end. 
Um, I'm going to say the score will be, damn, 30-27 tight. Uh, 35-30. I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills in this one. Damn. All right. So we got a Bills-Packers uh, Super Bowl. That's going to be fun. I mean, Aaron Rodgers yeah. going back, trying to get his second ring. Josh Allen trying to get his first. I would love to see that. I really would. Um, because knowing, knowing us, it's going to be Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Knowing us. <laughs> Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes would be nice, too. I mean, that's the that's the passing of the torch game as well. I mean, because that's yeah, Tom Brady trying to pass the torch to – And well, it's not trying Tampa to pass Bay. the torch, but – yeah, Tampa Tampa I could Bay. totally see Tampa Bay winning this game. Going, to their Super Bowl is hosted in there. That'd be a little bit of stadium. conspiracy. I mean, look, if you, I'm, I've been on the Tom Brady Buccaneers, there's, there's a lot of conspiracy. Well, I've been on that shit for right now, right? I mean, you think about if it was Packers Chiefs, that's the first Super Bowl. That's a little conspiracy. They're trying to recreate that. If it's Chiefs Bucks, that's a conspiracy. They're trying to see the two, you know, great quarterbacks go at it. Um, and then if it's Bills Bucks, I guess there's no conspiracy there. Um, yeah, we're, we got there, guys. Uh, I don't know, but um, there, there we go. Those are our predictions. We hope it's come true. Now we're gonna talk about parlays. I got a little fourteen parlay, and then we'll talk about prop bets. Uh, Probably, yeah, they're, they're right there. Yeah, you see them. Yeah, um, if, who we think could, oh, fuck, would be a good a good prop bet uh for tomorrow. So I Let's guess have some fun with this. We'll go into our parlays first, though. If you're if you want to go into that, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, let's see. I'm taking the which one. Okay, Packers. I mean, it's probably not going to come out a lot. Oh, go go ahead. Sorry, I'm talking out loud. Yeah. Um. I'm hold, hold on. My bet went away. All right. Here we go. My 14 parlay. I put ten dollars down to win 120. So, I put the Bills just straight up money line plus 155, Bucks plus five, and then over for both games. Ten dollars to win 120. I think that could do it. I think that uh, could do it. That one might do. I mean, <laughs> less probability. The, the more um, less games there is, the better probability for us. Mine is simple. Not taking the spread. I'm over spreads. I'm just over spreads. Never get them. So I'm just going to take the... Um, well, you never get the money line either, so... Yeah, I know. I don't get nothing ever. I barely get the overs and unders. Uh, I'm going to take the the Packers to win straight up with the over... Going the over with 52. And then I got the Buffalo Bills winning straight up um, with the over 54. If I put... Five dollars down to sixty-one dollars. That could buy me a new pair of shoes. <laughs> or nowadays, I could buy me like a down payment on a new pair of shoes. But um, so that's that. Well, there you have it. Those are our parlays. Um, you guys, uh, hopefully our predictions come true. Hopefully, we win some money. But David, uh, how, <laughs> how do you feel about this, man? Do you think we're gonna get our predictions right for the Super Bowl? I think so. I mean. I can see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning. I can see the Chiefs winning. I mean, I can see it. Any any of these teams deserve it, to be honest. All of them. So, but yeah. there you have it. Yeah, um, so David, where can we good. find you on social? You can find me at Sports Guy David on any any social media platforms. Um, Sports Guy David, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. I'm still selling Sports Guy David merch. It comes with a T-shirt, four stickers, two hollow, two regular, a pin, and a keychain. Could be yours for thirty dollars, including shipping. All profits are going to breast cancer, even though breast cancer awareness month is over. Breast cancer still continues. Hashtag all boobs matter. So you will be helping me out and be helping out the boobies all over the world. Lucas, where we can find me on Twitter at SugarFreeLucas. And that's where you see our my thread, um, pin tweet right there of all of our podcasts. And that's how you guys keep up. But for David, for me, and for everyone here at the Fantasy Sports Cave, you guys have a good day. Stay safe. And we are out. Oh, 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 oh,